Welcome to the Martial Arts and Crafts Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Deacon, life balance coach for better adulting, martial artist, instructor, creative artist, wife, mother, and all-around person. Thank you for joining me on the show as we learn together how to make an impact through personal growth, responding to challenges, making choices, and learning more about our identity, belonging, and purpose. On to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Martial Arts and Crafts podcast. I am your host, Sarah Deacon. It's a pleasure to be back with you again today. Thank you for being here. Here is today's episode when hmm, I was thinking about desire, wants, goals, visions, dreams. Have you ever just really, really wanted something super badly in your life? Have you ever wanted something so badly that you just didn't even know what was going to happen if you didn't? get it if you didn't get that thing or achieve that goal or make that milestone or make the you know get hit that mark i i'm sure we've all wanted something this much before for some people it's uh, calling in a partner or a spouse or relationship for some people it's the longing for children babies um Maybe it's a big dream, a business you want to build, or a movement you want to start, or just maybe a really long-desired object that you would just love to possess. Have you ever wanted something that badly and gotten it? And then maybe once you got it, you realized it was more difficult to handle than you really bargain for that what you expected is not what the reality of it ended up being i have and the thing about when that happens you long for something and you get it and it turns out to be different or more challenging than you expect it's interesting because the response when you express maybe the conflicting emotions around it. So I longed for something. I got it. I got exactly what I wanted. And then I, there was a time I dared to express that I was having a rough time with this, that thing that I wanted. I expressed it to someone I love, someone I expected and know that loves me, instead of the, I don't know, empathy, the reassurance, the hug that I was looking for when expressing my feelings about the struggle I was having, the response was, well, you wanted this. Like, okay, well, that's technically true. The way that that was communicated to me in the moment was not helpful. I was in pain. I was struggling. I was feeling really weary, worn out, and frustrated. 
And what I needed was just a moment to be seen, heard, and held. I needed support in order to continue moving forward and learning how to embrace and find the joy in the gratitude and that thing that I wanted. And then I didn't get it. It was shocking. And instead of feeling, you know, strong or independent or grateful for getting what I wanted, I felt abandoned. I felt small. I felt like this person who I've had a long and loving relationship with doesn't understand at all what I am or what I needed. I, it, it was a moment of broken trust. And that it was a pivotal moment in my journey of adulting. And uh, honestly, a big wake-up call to some of the work that I need to do to unpacking and changing the patterns and stories in my life. The, the response of, well, you wanted this. You asked for it. It's not helpful because, yes, we ask for things all the time. That doesn't necessarily mean we want to experience them alone. Right? I, if I wanted to be alone and independent, then I wouldn't have said anything. Then I wouldn't have needed to express the emotion that I was feeling in that moment of anxiety or overwhelm or struggle. And there have been other times, too. When I have asked for specific practical help, people tell us all the time, oh, well, just ask for what you need and I'm happy to help you. But the reason a lot of us don't ask is like my story. Perhaps um, you've had a similar thing happen to you. One time I asked for a specific practical help of something I thought was small and manageable, a reasonable request. And one time I was told in response, well, ask someone else. As if the mere ask, act of asking hadn't already wiped out most of what little strength I had in me at the time that I asked. This was a particular moment of, of darkness where I, I reached out to a professional for help. And they said, oh, well, you're going to have to call someone else. And I couldn't. And I, so I didn't. And that was, <laughs> that was not, not helpful at all. Another occasion I received the specific practical, reasonable help I had asked for, but it came along with a begrudging attitude that I hadn't expected. Other times, asking for help led to interrogation. Well, why do you need help with this? Well, why don't you just do less? Why aren't you more? Why don't you quit? Why can't you just tolerate it? And let me say this. If I have gotten to the point of asking for help, I've already asked and answered all of those questions and more in my own head too many times to have the capacity to articulate it all again for you or someone else. Maybe 
this resonates with you. I know I've talked with my clients and leads and contacts and partners and friends and relatives often about asking for help, about taking on too much, about um, putting our own needs as moms, women last. And maybe all of these responses that we've gotten leads us to this wall going up, this resistance to asking for help. Because I know for me personally, I honestly don't ask for help or share my struggles much anymore. It's something I'm working on. It's a matter of trust that I need to rebuild with myself and with the people who are currently and still in my life. Because those moments of vulnerability and being shut down, being unseen, being unsupported, make it hard to trust people or trust people again, trust new people. And especially those ones who have been that, who have responded that way, (laughs) the ones who have let me down in those small ways over time, whether they're aware that they've done it or not. And it's unfortunate because I, I work with people so often to help them find that strength and courage to ask for what they want, to ask for help, to delegate things that are overwhelming their their workload, their mental load, their spiritual load, emotional load. I've worked with people often to help relieve some of this burden. And I know in my heart of hearts that most people are genuinely wanting to help and support and just don't always know the right way. I know that most of the time it's not personal. It's not because they don't see, hear, or love me or want to support me. It's because they have their own things going on. They have their own stories in their head that need to be sorted out. They have their own patterns of behavior that maybe they haven't worked to unpack or shift or adjust to be more connecting or effective at building trust. There's so many factors at play. So I know, I know it's not personal. I know it's that not that people, you know, couldn't see my pain or couldn't hear my struggle or didn't want to be there for me. I know that. And through all of these years of my life, pursuing passions, taking action toward my own dreams, my own desires, I have felt lonely, unheard, dismissed, unsupported, and misunderstood, among other feelings. I felt crazy, stupid, and worthless. I have practiced showing up vulnerably over and over and over again. To the point where I both have built trust and noticed that it wasn't as solid as I wanted it to be. I've always considered myself to be a trusting person. And I've also been wounded and knocked down. And that has left bruises. 
and affected my willingness to get up and trust again. I've had my very own family members look at me like I have two heads and anticipate the day they might say, oh, I told you so when I finally fail or come to my senses and quit. Quit going after what I want. Well, what did you expect? What did I, what do I expect? I've always been a weirdo. There's a reason that Gonzo was my favorite Muppet and I think still is. I want to stand out. I want to be noticed. I want to add my shade of weirdness to the beautiful tapestry of the world. And what I didn't expect was how lonely this would really be. Muppets from Space didn't come out until I was mostly grown up. (laughs) And that's a really, really good movie and an example of how lonely it can be to be the weirdo. And most people aren't taught how to support a crazy dreamer. We all have dreams. We all have tapped into our own wild imaginations as kids. And then as we grow up, it's kind of kind of wrung out of us most people forget how much influence they have in a relationship with another person most people don't realize how important community is to success to achieving and 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 getting finally you know actually stepping into those those things that we want Most people think that their limited perception of the way things are is the truth. And it's really, really hard to see where somebody else is coming from. So in karate, a student earns a blue uniform at our school when they make the commitment to do whatever it takes to achieve the rank of black belt. Kids make their commitment to themselves in front of an instructor and their parents. They have to answer a number of questions and actually thoughtfully complete this whole uh, little workbook that helps them learn what it means to make such a commitment. And one of the questions asks them who they can rely on to support them when, not if, their journey gets difficult. Parents, Siblings, instructors, and peers are all among the usual usual answers for this question. And the families are made just as aware of the importance of a student's commitment as the student is themselves. And I think this is a really powerful example of teaching both the person who wants something and the person who wants to support that person how to go about this. And I think we could all use more of this level of awareness regarding the commitments we make to ourselves and each other, both on and off the karate mat, the goal setters and the support system. We all need to learn the skill of keeping commitment and supporting others and encouraging them to keep their commitments whether it's to themselves or to someone else. I mean, it's easy sometimes to commit and make, keep a commitment to others, somebody else. Like 
okay, I told you I would get you this thing by that day. And so it's easy to measure and be motivated. Okay, here's the thing on that day. It's sort of an external validation or an external motivator. But to keep commitments to ourselves, that's a, that's a different kind of thing. And by telling someone, hey, this is something I want. I know it's not going to be easy, but I know it's going to make me or my life or someone else's life better. And this is why it's important to me. And having that other person go, yes, what support do you need? How can I help? That's powerful and that increases the odds of success just by speaking it out loud and having someone reinforce it and acknowledge it. Just that act alone increases odds of success. And don't we all want to increase our odds of success? So maybe you have a crazy dreamer in your life or maybe you yourself are a big dreaming weirdo like me. And I have some advice for both of you. If you're fortunate enough to have a passionate pursuer of dreams in your life, there's a fine line between holding them accountable to their own goals and holding them back from realizing their full potential. The phrase, you wanted this, can communicate from either side. It's either, well, you wanted this, or you want this. Right. In my story, in my story before, it's it was a dismissive tone. Suck it up, buttercup. Too late now. You made your bed now lie in it. You asked for it. You wanted this, so you don't deserve to complain about it. But a more effective approach would have been something along the lines of, you know, nothing worth doing is easy. A gentle reminder, right? I know it hurts, and I know that you're strong enough to get through it. You wanted this and you can do it. I'm here for you. Don't give up. I believe in you. Look how far you've come. You feel the difference? Some of the words are even the same. It's the tone is the energy behind that communication. When someone opens up enough to trust you with their struggle, You got to be careful with tough love because sometimes that moment isn't a tough moment or it's a tough moment already that doesn't need more toughness, harshness on top of it. Okay. There's a difference. Nothing in the world is worth having or worth doing unless It means effort, pain, difficulty. I have never in my life envied a human being who led an easy life. I have envied a great many people who led difficult lives and led them well. And this is Theodore Roosevelt's quote. And I love that. I don't envy people who live easy lives either. Maybe they live easy lives now but they've come through hell to get there. (laughs) Those are the people I admire because they have this 
resilience, this inner power, this strength inside them that makes them worth emulating. So if you happen to be the weirdo yourself, I'm right there with you. I want you to know that it's okay that other people don't understand you. And you don't need to explain yourself. Keep taking action toward your goals. They might be okay with that easy life. And it's okay that they're okay with it. Look for other people who can support you. Your courage sometimes will remind others of their own fear. And getting over those fears is actually their work to do, not yours, no matter how much of it they try to put on you. So if you're the weirdo, find your weirdos. Find the other weirdos who get it. Look to the ones who are living their lives with effort, pain, difficulty, overcoming those challenges. Look to the ones who are living the way you want to live and listen to their wisdom, their advice, above all the noise of the rest. Seek out and put yourself in a supportive community full of other weirdos. They don't have to be exactly your brand of weirdo, but they do need to be willing to see you, hear you, support you, encourage you, and celebrate your unique shade of weirdness that you're going to add to the world. They need to celebrate it when you feel stuck and like it's not worth cultivating or shining through. Don't stop looking for those people if you don't find them right away. Don't stop expressing yourself or asking for help. As hard as it is, this is, a, this is my advice to myself as well. Don't stop reaching out. Don't stop asking for help. Don't stop expressing yourself. Don't stop shining, no matter how many of your wounds are still tender, no matter how often you've been knocked down. Just because you want something badly enough to take action to get it doesn't mean it's not going to be difficult sometimes. In fact, the things that are going to have the most value in your life, they're going to cost you something. They're going to lead to some struggle on some level. There's going to be challenges. In this world, you will have trouble. <laughs> it's a guarantee. Nothing worth doing is easy. And if that thing you want was so easy to accomplish, then everyone would have it. Everyone would be doing it. Everyone would be there already. You would be there already if it was easy. Signing up to pay the price doesn't mean you don't deserve support when things get tough. In fact, it's even more important that you have support. And you need to sometimes ask for support when you're pursuing something this important, like when you're following through on that commitment to yourself for that big dream, that big purpose, that big why in your life, the reason you were put here on this planet. That weirdness, your shade of weirdness, 
that'll have a lasting tint on the world. There's a reason that you see the possibilities that you see in front of you. There's a reason that you want the things you want, a powerful reason. Your failures, no matter how public or painful, those are opportunities to grow more fully into yourself. They're not reasons to give up. They're not reasons for somebody to kick you when you're down. Each time you get it wrong, you have the ability to do the next right thing. And this goes for the weirdos, the big dreamers out there pursuing their goals, their wants, their big desires. And this too goes for the ones who want to support them, the cheerleaders, the the lovers of us weirdos. <laughs> you set the tone. Okay. You have responsibility to each other. You each have a responsibility to share your light with the world, to shine your light into the dark places that need it, that need that exact shade of weirdness that you have to offer. And if you're one of the ones who, who's on the supporting end, you have the ability to do the next right thing. If you get it wrong, if you maybe miss the mark of empathy or support and there's been broken trust or a rift in a relationship because maybe you looked at that dreamer like they're crazy, well, there's an opportunity. Each time you get it wrong, you have the ability to do the next right thing. Set the tone, stay open, keep going, keep showing up for that person who's doing that wild, imaginative thing. Be their cheerleader, be their sounding board, listen without judgment to their triumphs and tribulations. And if you're the one going after it, getting out there and uh, doing the things that, that scare you, that cause you to face your fears and lead you into struggle and challenges, stay open, keep going. You're asking for it. Now go and get it. You asked for it. and. It's there. It's there for you. It's closer than you think. Get the right people around you rallying for you, cheering you on, and learn, be discerning about who you share that, that crazy idea with or that crazy desire. Because it does matter. It matters how you communicate your dream and it matters who's communicating and how back at you. If you are looking for someone to listen to your audacious plans and outrageous desires, I love that stuff. Like I said, I am a big old dreaming weirdo too. So I would love to have a conversation with you and offer you the support that I can in our, um, in my coaching offers. You can go to sarahdeacon.com slash services to check out the 
various levels of service I offer. You can find and follow me on social media at Sarah Deacon Coach. There is no H in Sarah, S-A-R-A-D-E-A-C-O-N Coach online on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Sarah Deacon Coach. I thoroughly enjoy doing this podcast. It's been it's been going on two years now, and I'm just thrilled to be here and have grown in this way, have connected with so many people because of it. So I appreciate you being here. If you're finding value in this content that I'm offering you, I want to invite you to subscribe to the show that helps me grow. It doesn't, doesn't take much and listen, like share, leave me a five-star rating or review on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or wherever else you can rate the show that helps me out as well. Thank you again for being here, for listening, and I will speak to you next time.